to your Vinge Beck and Sodas podcast. Vinge on Fringe and save 25% on selected Fringe shows. Visit bankusa.com.au for more details. TNCs, ticket purchase limits and exclusions apply. Offer ends 17.03.24. I think they're a mix of calm and crazy. They're just fun. They're like a married couple. They're hilarious. SAFM Breakfast with Beck and Soda. Start listening. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. How did you survive the first day of school, Sodi, unscathed? Yeah, very, very good. And look, for many of you, you've breathed a sigh of relief because your days are back where you don't have to worry about keeping the kids busy. I was running out of ideas, so today to not have to worry about that, Beck, I've got to say, was uh, very, very enjoyable indeed. I read a few posts on social media from mums and dads going, oh, I'm going to miss my little friends, my little companions around the house. I'm like, are you kidding me? There's nothing like that moment when you get home from drop-off, have a coffee and just be like, ah, everything's clean. Well, you miss them, though. Like, yeah. I miss seeing them during the day if you have that luxury of being able to see your kids during the day and you're not working. Um, but, God, it's nice when they get back to school, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's like you're allowed to... You're allowed to- have freedom and then mm. and then be grateful that they're back. Yep. I'm trying to normalise. <laughs> and for everyone who doesn't have kids, they're sitting there going, what are you banging on about, mate? Yeah. I don't yeah. really care. Well, you know what? If you're enjoying that lifestyle, maybe keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the podcast. Beck and Soda on SAFM. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Back to school, back to school. You're all organised. Hey, hello, Beck. Good morning, everyone. Um, look, I am organised. I spent last night making lunches and uh, down at the supermarket buying all the little goodies. Um, I'm already annoyed and bored with making lunches, and I'm what, not even a day in. What's in the in the box today, Dal? Uh, little baby cukes, some little carrots, Vegemite scrolls, some chips. I don't know. Should I have something else? That sounds pretty healthy. Well done, well, you. Yeah, yeah. The cukes uh, will come home all soggy by the end of the day. <laughs> No, no, my kids will eat the cukes. It's ah. about the only little vegetable I'll eat and uh, also some Milo muesli bars. Oh, they're probably yeah. full of sugar. Yeah. Oh, of course they are. <laughs> mm. when they, just because they've got muesli in it doesn't mean they're healthy. <laughs> Jeez, I think they've got a one-star rating out of ten probably. <laughs> so we'll get the kids booked in for some dental work and a checkup by week three and then we'll be in business. <laughs> okay, take the dad uh, hat off and put the sports guy hat on because it was a Ooh. big night in sport. Well, hey, did you watch the cricket? I know not everyone is a cricket fan, but did you see Australia and the West Indies at all? I, I heard that the Windies won. It was an amazing game. It was one of those games that people that love it will be talking about it for years. I don't know how Australia shut the bed, but they did. <laughs> and the West Indies got up and, boy, they were happy. But they were doing backflips over the weekend and that there's just something very cool about the West Indian cricket team. Yeah. yeah. There are. I've never known so many Australian cricket fans to be celebrating us losing. Well, yeah, I know. Um, Because you remember when we were little, the West Indian cricket team were the guns. Was that like Brian Lara vibes? Yep. 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 And even before that, you know, when you go Viv Richards and Clive Lloyd. Yeah, I was going to say them. Yep. Malcolm Marshall, Michael Holding. Tip of my my tongue, darling. Well, Big Joel Garner, he was magnificent, the big bird, because Joel Garner played for South Australia in the Sheffield Shield for a couple of years. I've lost interest now. No, well, you shouldn't because there might be a few Joel Garners sort of cruising around now that would be 30 years old. You can't say that. All right, I won't. That's allegedly. (laughs) I won't say it. But Big Joel was busy while he was here. Uh, and, then, um, and then I went to bed and the tennis was 6-3, 6-3, Sinner was down and he went and bloody got oh. it. I think he's the first Italian to win the Australian Open, a five-setter. 
um, which was quite good for Yannick Sinner, the winner. Ah, oh, winner, winner, Yannick Sinner. Yannick Sinner, there you go. Beating um, um, beating um, Danil, Danil Medvedev. Rebecca Morse, well done. <laughs> well done. And how was your weekend? Full of joy, love and happiness? There was a lot of beach time, um, mm-hmm. a lot of quality time with our new exchange student, mm-hmm. trying to act oh, like yes. a normal uh, family. How is Akari? Oh, my God, you remembered her name. My mum can't remember her name. She keeps calling her Akira. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Well, I think of Atari. Mm. That's oh, why the, I think of Akari. Oh, the, the, remember the game? Um, how's she settling in? She's lovely. She's yeah. great. Yeah. She's enjoying it? I think she is. I don't know. It's hard to know. <laughs> we're, we're trying. Hasn't requested to go home yet? No, she seems happy. <laughs> yep. she, I got her sushi on the weekend. She seemed happy with that. And then I got her hot chip, so I'm covering up. Is that... Is that well... Uh, well, I'm yeah, just trying to just, keep her in her comfort zone. I don't know. Yeah. Well, when um, when your daughter was over there on exchange, did they get her a meat pie? No. Well, that's the same as what you've just done. Oh, mm. gosh. Yeah. I'm such yeah. a basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck, speaking of activity, uh, you berated me for not noticing that your hair was cut last week, and I do apologise for that, so I will not let this one slip through to the keeper. Mm. You've had your <laughs> lips jabbed, yeah. mate. You've got your big fat lips. I have walked in with a fat lip this morning, but no, I haven't had filler in my lips. Oh, come on. I am... <laughs> I, um, my alarm is on my on my phone and it is also my precious baby and the first thing I reach for in the morning. And um, this morning, the thing that I love most bit me badly. I dropped my phone on my face. It landed right on my lip. I could taste blood straight away. I've got a massive fat lip from my phone. <laughs> If you think for one second we're going to fall for that baloney, <laughs> there is no chance in hell. I've got a photo that, of the mate, blood. I, I, I can tell you right now, there is no way on this planet mm. that the phone fell onto your lips and gave you a fat lip. You have been juiced up, I... and they've obviously put too much in, mate. and now you can't even talk properly because you've got big rubber lips. Mate. Why would they just do it on one side then? One side of my face, the side that I drop my phone on is swollen. Do you think I'm going back for the second round today? It's a botched job. <laughs> we know it's fake because this is the audio you sent through of the phone falling. So, so yeah, come on, Beth. Well, I I do want to audition for a role on maps, <laughs> and I thought I had to have big fat lips in order to do it. <laughs> Is this the first time you've actually had the lips done? Like, I'm, I'm assuming there are other parts of the body that I, I won't go to. But Mate, look, the boobs that, are real. Otherwise, that, I would have asked for a bigger size. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about those. I'm talking about the forehead. The mm. forehead is smooth. There is not it's a not. line. There's no. There's no anger. There's a, no, there there's is no a bit of disappointment. Anger. There's, there's mild no, anger. There's no eyebrows raising. So, yeah. look, I'm not sure of that. But these lips are hilarious. It looks like when you're a little kid <laughs> and you tuck your top lip in and you use your tongue as your top lip with your bottom lip. Mm. No, like I that. would never, ever, ever touch my lips. No, you wouldn't, but clearly the doctor did with a needle and they've jabbed it and Mate, they've mucked up one side. I haven't done my lips. I dropped my okay. phone. Right. I'm putting a photo, a photo up on social now. You're casting aspersions on mm. me. You protest too much. <laughs> I think what's happened is it is certainly botched. One side is a little it's heavier not than the other. Botched. Maybe you didn't pay for it. I <laughs> Seriously, that's terrible. How much did you pay for those teeth, mate? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> Jumpers are atrocious. At least I admit it. SAFM's Beck and Soda.
Many of you might be up just cutting those sandwiches into the little triangles. But, Beck, it's a, look, it's a really exciting time, sometimes a sad time, and sometimes it's a time of relief when the kids are walking off to school yeah. for the first time. Um, there's one thing. Remember we've spoke about this before. First day of school, parents love taking photos of their kids in their school uniforms and posting them on social. Yeah, they like to document the first day of the year and line all the kids up. Absolutely. Look, there's one thing. Uh, we've been through this before. Do not, do not show the kids' uniform where it says what school they go to. Um, blur it out or just get rid of it because there are a lot of dodgy characters out there. Now, this is a very confronting topic, but unbelievably important for parents. Here's Kira Prendergast, cyber safety expert, talking about those sort of people you want to stay well bloody clear of. These people are not looking for photos of naked children. They're just looking for children in their gym gear or in their, you know, dance outfit. They just take screenshots. You know, there's kids everywhere. All you need to do is type in hashtag first day of school and a bazillion five-year-olds come up. You know, it's like millions of them. And then if you go into the account further, you can see often school uniform. You can see all sorts of things. So there's loads of it out there. That has just given me chills. Now, we understand you want to document it, but, yeah, don't don't use the hashtags. Try and protect the identity because um, these predators build a profile of kids based on our social media for their activities, where they are after school, where their dance classes are, their sports. So it's pretty scary. Mm. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Please, please be careful and save the pics for yourselves and your family. But, but then you don't know how many likes you're going to get. <laughs> oh, mate, Beg. really? Come on, no, that really? Was a, that was a joke. I'm just, no. play, I'm just playing in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, be safe, everybody, be safe. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Did you watch the cricket? I didn't catch any oh, of it. Um, in 27 years, the first time the West Indies have won uh, a test in Australia, it was a remarkable game. And even for those people that aren't really into cricket, surely they were loving the atmosphere and the buzz. Australia really just pooed the bed, Beck. Mm. <laughs> Charming. Yeah, you were watching it, I'm guessing, as a sports guy. Look, we were. We had the you know some friends around. We we're having a bit of a barbecue, but oh, stupidly, I was bo- free. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> yes, yes, you were um, free. Um, we stupidly bought an Xbox for the kids over Christmas, so they were playing Fortnite. My God, I don't know. You, people would know about it if they if they know. Is that very know. violent? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of shooting. Anyway, so they're sticking Fortnite on the big TV while I'm trying to watch the cricket as well. So we actually had to get that off and then go, just can we watch the last couple of wickets? But then um, I realised the kids are right into it. And then I was reading a stat, right, this morning. Hmm. 80% of adults play video games. And I'm thinking, oh, 80% of adults, do you play? I Well, an Aussie women over 50, which is not my demographic yet, is mm. the fastest growing demographic. I don't know any – when they say 80%, I don't know anyone yep. who plays video games in our era. Yeah, 50 – what did you say, over 50 women? Yeah, that's the fastest growing fastest demographic. Growing group. What, what game do you like to play to fit into that category? I haven't picked up a video game since I played Snoopy Tennis. Mm. On oh, the little <laughs> Nintendo Hound. Do you remember that yes. – that- I haven't played anything since Snoopy Tennis. So there was Snoopy Tennis. There was, I think it was Manhole. Remember Parachute? And then the sharks are there and you've got to move the boat to catch the guys in the parachute. People, remember that? Kids would not cope with these. They're little pixelated um, things. You, remember the, the, the double screen was the Donkey Kong, the orange one. Do you know some of those Donkey Kong handheld Nintendos are worth up to $1,500 on eBay? What? Yes. Handy if you've yes. hung on to them. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then there was the Ataris. I loved all that stuff. Oh, hang on. I did have a wee fit for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got that stupid thing gathering dust. You know that platform you yeah. stood on? Yeah. Um, I'd love to know if anyone's got any of those handheld ones because you can make some really, really good coin. Remember the ones we were talking about? We had them in, yeah. Yeah, them in primary yeah, school. Yeah, I used to sit in the back of long car trips with my pink yes. Walkman yes. and my Snoopy tennis and I was quiet there as a go. mouse. Oh, None yeah. of this screen business. <laughs> Just good old-fashioned wholesome games. Well, you better find one to get into because clearly your age group, the over-50 oh, women, are loving them. Mate, I'm nowhere near that. I'm years and years and a year or so off. The, the cosmetic surgery on those fake oh, lips tell otherwise. Got a secret. Can you keep it? Beck and Soda Secrets of the Suburbs Untold Secrets Unbelievably True Only on SAFM A great opportunity here for you to unburden yourself with any little secret you've been holding on to without having to actually reveal who you are. We can make you anonymous, we can cover your voice up. And Beck, we can give you some cash too if yeah. you reveal a great secret. Now when you think of Bucks parties go mm. going wrong, you might think of someone getting, you know, their eyebrows shaved or, you know, having a stripper or whatever, but that's pretty tame compared to the secret we're about to hear. Okay, Anonymous. She's a ripper. Take it away. What's your story? So um, a number of years ago, I've got a couple of friends who got married. But um, leading up to the wedding, I thought everything was hunky-dory. I thought the groom and the, and the bride, you know, everything was, was quite okay. But um, I later found out that at the Bucks night, the groom-to-be ended up sleeping with the stripper. Now, they actually do know each other. Ooh. We all know each other. So I know the bride, the groom, the exotic dancer. We all went to school together. Um, and as a result of that encounter, she became pregnant with a love child. Oh. Yes. Wow. Right. Oh. How did you find out that the stripper or exotic dancer, if you like, um, became pregnant and had his child? Well, I didn't find out until the baby was born. So the groom is um, his family are um, so he's quite distinctive looking. And I was just out one day. Look, I hadn't even really been thinking about it, but I ran into the girl who's the exotic dancer and she had a, a young child with her. And I knew she didn't have a partner. I knew she wasn't married. I kind of did the math and thought, okay, well, this was so many months ago. This child would probably be, be this so many months of age. And I realised, okay, I think this child is the groom's. I then got in contact with him just um, randomly and just asked him how, how he was, how things were going. And then I just sort of, at the end of it, I said, oh, do you still catch up with... Exotic dancer. He replied that um, he does. He does. He does see her um, because he catches up and sees her because of the baby. He knew about the baby. His wife does not know about the baby, and he he supports her financially, gives her money. But the wife has absolutely no idea. They now have a child together of their own. Um, but the wife, as far as we all know, has no idea that this has occurred and that her child has got a half sibling out there that they will probably never ever meet. So he just coughed it up straight away? He confessed to me about having the encounter with the stripper after the wedding. I, I sent him a message to say congratulations on the wedding. And that's when he said, look, I've got something to tell you. We promise not to say anything. And that's when he said to me, look, this happened at the Bucks night. You know, um, my wife doesn't know. Please don't tell anyone. So I haven't, told, I haven't told anyone. No one, I've never gone and said to any mutual friends or anybody that we may be acquainted with about what I know. 
I've kept it completely quiet. So there's there's only myself and a couple of other people who would know exactly what's happened. He must have a really good friendship with you because he's clearly trusted you with two really big stories at two different times. Mm. Yeah, well, we went all through school together. So you're looking at knowing each other for probably, you know, 35, 38 years or something like that. We always kept in contact. We always had like not a like a romantic relationship or anything like just a purely platonic relationship. So I guess he just he just felt like he needed to to get it off his chest, and I was probably the one person who he'd known the longest and felt that 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 secret wasn't going to go any further than just between us. Do you feel that you should tell the wife? I have thought about it, but um, I, I just can't do it. I just cannot. I can't pick up the phone. I can't send a letter. I just can't. I just can't send an email or anything like that. I feel that if she's ever going to know, it needs to come from him. Look, I do understand that she probably, if she does ever find out about it, will probably be quite cross if she knows that I know and haven't told her. But I think that anger is going to be more directed towards the husband if she wants to find out what happened. Hey, given that he's opened up a couple of times to you and he may well have to some other close friends, do you think at one point it might get the better of him and he'll have to confess to his wife? I've thought about that mainly because of the children. Like, There's, there's children involved. Like He's got the love child, and then he's got um, a child with his now wife. And I often wonder whether he would want those two children to have a relationship. And they're only young children now, so you know, you know, you're talking like toddlers. But I often wonder when they get to, you know, the teenagers, when they get to maybe being adults, whether he's going to want them to have some sort of connection with each other and get to know each other. I yeah. feel sorry for the the other woman. So she's kind of like the dirty little secret who has to raise her child and not be able to come clean about the father. Do you think she might go to the wife? No, I don't. I don't think she would. No. Have you all said you, you've known each other through school, and that you don't all live near each other still, do you? No, we all live in Adelaide, but mm. on like different sides of Adelaide. I'm I live in one part; they live in another part. Um, but we don't. We're not the sort of people that catch up on a regular basis. But you know, you might run into each other, you know, a couple of times a year or something like that. Fascinating story. Um, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, look, something's going to happen with this. So I get that feeling from what you've told us that somehow this will come out in a certain way, I reckon, down the track. Yeah, it's possible. Anything's possible. That would be a huge weight of guilt for him to live with every day, like a ticking time bomb. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Thank you so much for sharing your story. You're very welcome. Got a secret. Beck and Soda. Secrets of the suburbs. Share your secret at safm.com.au. Every bride in town now cancelling the Bucks night. (laughs) That is the curious case of the pregnant stripper. (laughs) Sounds like a Sherlock Holmes book. Oh, our juicy secret of the suburb this morning was a buck who got the stripper pregnant and is now paying child support for the love child. Look, I suppose it could happen, couldn't it? (laughs) Well, it did. Well, yeah, it happened. Uh, Sharon's just called in from Davram Park. Good morning, Shaz. Good morning. uh, Do you know of a buck's party gone wrong? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, me and my friends were driving past, um, coming home one night, and we actually seen this bloke, blue, with some balloons around him, strapped to a stobie pole. <laughs> and all oh. his mates, all his mates were there laughing. So we chucked a U-turn, and um, I got out the car and decided that I wanted to pop all his balloons for him. <laughs> the poor fella was getting married on Sunday, and it was a Friday night, so I believe that he still would have been quite blue for his wedding. <laughs> Oh, no, poor bugger. (laughs) It was very funny. He had about 30 mates standing out the front cheering our songs. So, yeah, we made sure we went past 
and tooted the horn a couple of times. Well, maybe he was marrying Smurfette. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't deserve a laugh. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Just another Mum Fail Monday. Mum Fail Monday. Well, you remember one of my uh, mum fails last year that got me in big trouble with my daughter Frankie's year six teacher, uh, Mrs. Fu, was that I couldn't get myself onto the Seesaw app and therefore was unable to contribute to any of Frankie's work or know what was going on um, because I didn't have the login. Essentially absent parenting Yeah, what well, you're doing. I've realised that I've been missing out on a whole other information source for my children for many years and I don't think I'm going to change my behaviour. So I need you to tell me if I'm a bad mum. So uh, basically, okay. would you like me to do that now? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need to hear no. the end of the story, no. do you? You just know the context around me. Uh, what has happened? <laughs> okay, so um, Frankie is going into year seven, and mm. I seem to remember some email at the end of last year that I then couldn't find about um, a lot of activities for parents in that first week mm. around um, sort of an information night, um, mm-hmm. a morning tea. And I couldn't for the life of me remember it. So I texted one of my go-to mums and she's a mum. She's a non-judgy mum. Like, you, you know, you know, that in the scale of ones, there are some mums that will tell you, but then you know that they'll do it in a judgy way or they'll tell the other mums that you are. So I picked this one who I know can sometimes be a bit of a hot mess herself. So I texted her and I said, oh, can you tell me what's going on this week? What do I have to be at? Mm. And she said, babe, it's on the Facebook group. Haven't you joined oh, the yeah. year seven mums Facebook group? Oh god! And I'm, I'm not on Facebook for a start. Are you on Facebook? No, never, never been on Facebook. Don't they have a little WhatsApp group as well? Can't no, they do that? no, not oh, WhatsApp. Just, Get with just the, times. the Facebook. And I'm like, do I join? But I actually logged onto my husband's Facebook account just to kind of see what I was missing out on. Uh oh. And but you know what it is, and I feel really bad about this and not wanting to be a part of it. There's a lot mm. of um. Lost property chat. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. There's a lot of, you know, little Jimmy yeah. left his jacket after swimming training. It doesn't have his name in it. If you find it, you know, little Jessie's lost her brand new Stanley Cup. And I'm too mm. busy for that. <laughs> <gasps> Hang on. What do you mean you're too busy well, for I just, kids? I, well, it's not my kids. It's, it's, uh, it's other people's kids. And the chit chat about what they're wearing and, and, and is it summer uniform or, and I just, well, that's why, that's why the segment's called Mum Foul, mate. <laughs> I just, I, I, I can't. You're not interested. I, I'm not, I'm not interested. No, you're not interested. You I'm interested care, in, no, but I do, I do care about no, my don't. children. <laughs> you're not interested in the chit chat, the banter. I, I, well, I don't. Oh, you're not in, interested in the communication. I'm not interested in the school community. <laughs> <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. SAFM's Cruel Summer Games at Beck and Soda's Pool Party. We're down to the Playford Aquadome in Elizabeth Beck. Uh, thanks to everyone that came down. We had an awesome day down there. But look, the most important part for many of the people involved for our Cruel Summer Games, and it was just a battle of tenacity and toughness, Beck. Oh, we started with 50 contenders, and through a series of challenges, we whittled them down to three. The final three were suspended high above the water, holding onto ropes for grim life to see if they could go and see Taylor Swift and take their families. This is how it played out. Lee from Salisbury Heights, Dylan from Goldview Heights and Rizza from Gawler. You are playing to go and see Taylor Swift in Melbourne. 
Uh, we have a look at Dylan. His eyes are closed. Now he's looking up at the ceiling because he's just about horizontal to the water. That's why he's looking upwards. Oh, no! Oh, he's oh, he's got Dylan. The winner is Dylan from Goldview Heights. minutes and one second. You are the champion. You are the winner of our cruel summer games. What was going through your mind there? I saw your eyes closed. Oh, obviously the children, so they could have some fun and go away and enjoy it, but getting pretty tired there. (laughs) Now, Dylan, uh, father of four with one on the way, and his wife was there barracking for him. Um, He's just going to have to choose who gets the tickets now. (laughs) Great opportunity, but we could see how desperate people were for these tickets. back. I've got to say, I reckon the Taylor Swift tickets are the hardest concert tickets to get hold of that I can remember in any concert. Yeah, keep listening because we have some more to give away. Uh, Now, you brought your son and a couple of his uh, mates down and I saw them getting in a little bit of trouble, Joel. Well, no, they were involved. So we had Finn, Brax and Felix. They're all 11 years of age. They're having a little bit of joy. They were helping us get involved. And then as soon as we were finished with what we had to do at 9am... I look over and there's an aqua aerobics class going on at the Playford Aquadome. My apologies to everyone involved in that <laughs> class because I look over and then while everyone's jumping up and down, you see all these arms and there was a bit of bingo work with the arms, as you'd imagine. And then I see these three little sets of skinny arms up and down. I thought, oh my God, I've looked over. And Felix, Brax and Finn have joined into the aqua aerobics. <laughs> and then you see security come over the, uh, the lifeguards and they go, listen... You three, get out. You're not old enough to participate. I looked over and I thought, well, boys, you're not even going to be old enough in 55 years to participate. (laughs) You were like, oh, they're Morse's kids. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Six to nine weekdays. SAFM.